Gospel according to St. Mark, looking at chapter 16. Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, and I'll read the 15th verse. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. We have, of course, found that the words of Jesus are powerful. They penetrate our hearts. It's because they're supernatural. The Lord was very deliberate in what he said. The saying that we've heard today is when someone doesn't mince words. The Lord did not say idle words. He really had a way in which he got to the point. He said exactly what he meant, and he meant exactly what he said. And in fact, Jesus said himself in Matthew 24, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. Those are red-letter words in your Bible. They shall not pass away, he said. So his words are eternal. They're etched in eternity. They are timeless. Uh, they're far beyond even creation, because that's when time began. And once this earth is cleaned up and made new, and the Bible talks about a new heaven, that's what Jesus is referring to, the Lord's words the words of Jesus will have endured and they will continue. They supersede all of that. Shortly after Jesus rode triumphantly into Jerusalem, the people were excited and they had hailed him as their king, fulfilling uh, the Old Testament prophecies. Jesus speaking to the people and he had a knack for getting to the point and he spoke of their unbelief. He said in John chapter 12, verse 48, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, you've rejected me, and you've rejected my words. He says, the same shall judge him in that last day. The words that you rejected is that which will judge you in the last day. We're measured by the words of Christ. We will be judged according to the words of the Lord. The words of Christ, they are our benchmark for life. They tell us what to do. They tell us in many cases what not to do. They guide us. They direct us. Jesus said himself before Abraham M was, excuse me, he said, I am. He is God. He has all authority. And so we know the words of Christ have all authority. So the I am, the great I am, is giving this giving us our commission here in the uh, 16th chapter of Mark. This commission was simply to go. The Lord said to go. In fact, in that verse, if you have a red-letter Bible, uh, the first word that's uh, read is go in this particular verse. It's an action word. It's a command. It's a charge by God. As Christians, we're to take action and go. We've got something to do. We have a commission. We have a charge by the Lord. Remember, approximately 1,600 years after creation, God had told Noah to build this strange structure called an ark. If you look at the original, that word for ark means a box. And this would be a boat that would somehow float and withstand the high seas. To the world, it looked like Noah had gone mad. 
They had never in their wildest imaginations, and they had some very evil imaginations. They have never dreamed of a building, a structure this strange. But at a certain point, God told Noah, go into the ark. Get in there, Noah, and your family. And in fact, in Genesis uh, chapter 7, verse 1, it says, uh, In come, this is the word of the Lord, thou and all thy house into the ark. And if you look at the original, that word for come means to go. And at this point, the rain had not begun to fall. The fountains of the deep had not begun to open up. Everybody around Noah, they were going about their lives. They were buying and selling. Business was as usual. They were going on vacations. Wedding season was in full bloom. Yet in the midst of all this, God said, go Noah into the ark. Noah could not have understood what all of this meant. He could not have conceived what God was going to do. He had very little experience caring for all the animals of the world. He probably had spent little to no time on the high seas. But because Noah obeyed God, we are here tonight. Humanity was saved. 420 years later, Abraham was simply told by God to go. Leave thy country, leave thy father's house, step out in faith and go to a new and a promised land, a place that I will show thee. Abraham had never seen this place. He didn't know the people there. He had not seen this land. All he knew was that God said to go. And he knew that God had given him a promise. He knew that God had a plan for his life. And because Abraham obeyed God, Israel became a nation and was given a land that's promised to them even to this day. Another 430 years later, Moses stood at this burning bush. It was not consumed. He was consumed. He was, uh, it was strange to him in the wilderness. He was in awe. And as he approached, he heard this voice that said to take off his shoes. He removed his sandals. He listens to the voice. And there was the one who said, I am that I am. He listens to this voice and he says, go Moses to Pharaoh. Leave the backside of the desert, a place you've wandered, and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. The Lord saw their affliction. The Lord remembered his promise. The Lord had a plan. And God said to Moses, go, speak to Pharaoh, tell him to let my people go. And because Moses ultimately obeyed, the people of God were delivered. Many down through the years have gone when God said to go. In the early 1800s, Adaniram and Ann Judson were called by God to Burma. He was 25 years old. God had told him to go. It's believed they were the first missionaries to ever enter the land of Burma. Although I understand he was imprisoned and tortured, he spent 40 years in Burma establishing churches. And he also translated the Bible into, into their language. God said to go, and he went. And then also in the 1800s, Hudson Taylor, he was called by God to go to China. I read that he was originally from Britain. He spent 54 years in China, and he provided a way ultimately for at least 800 missionaries to access China. Most were thrown out by the mid-1900s, but the seed was sown. That's probably evident to this very day. 
He is famously quoted as saying, all God's giants have been weak men who did great things for God because they reckoned on his being with them. You see, God had told Hudson to go. What about Brother Harold Barrett? The Lord said to go. I remember uh, as a child, as Brother Harold, once he had retired and he'd moved back where he would preach, and he, at the end of his sermon, he would ask Brother Carver, can I go one more time? And then I remember being aware of then as Brother Dwight led the service, and he turned and he asked Brother Dwight, can I go one more time? Well, I read from the the Heritage Sermons in in 1965. It says, Sally and I received an invitation from the Korea Shipping Company to visit their country. And in 1966, we made our first trip there. We spent seven months visiting seamen, acquaintances all over the country. Again and again, these men and their families would ask why we did not have a church in Korea. And it would grieve me. One night after we returned home, our pastor, Reverend Lois Carver, asked, Harold, would you and Sally like to go to Korea as missionaries? Would you like to go? There was no hesitation in my heart, and I knew Sally's heart too, so I said yes. God opened doors and provided in a wonderful way. We rented out our home, gave our business to our sons, and were ready for the greatest adventures of our lives. It's because he said yes when God said, would you go? You know, God has given us all this same great commission. But you know, when God said this, when Jesus said this, he knew that the vast majority of us would not go to Burma. We would not go to China. We would not go to Korea. Yet Jesus still said, go ye into all the world. Well, where is your world? Where is my world? Look around Portland. We are in the world. Imagine our young people as they go back to school. Think of the world that they are facing. The confusion, the godliness, godlessness, the mockery of Christian values. I believe Jesus says, go to that world. Go to that place, the world that's around you. Preach the gospel, young people. Live your life as a servant, showing the love of Christ, as we heard about this morning. That should be our message. Standing for Jesus. Standing for what you know is right. Having a backbone for Christ. We have public teachers in our church. We have workers in many aspects of the medical field. We have construction workers, many professions. Imagine the messed up world that they face right here at home. And Jesus says that, go to that world. Go to you, your world. Go to that world that nobody else touches, but that you can for Christ and preach the gospel to every creature. Jesus in his ministry was often telling people to go. It was when it was someone that he wanted to do a work for or after he had done a work for them. He told the rich young ruler, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. Jesus wanted him to take action. Imagine what a testimony he would have had had he sold it all for Christ. Later in chapter 10 of that same account, Jesus tells Bartimaeus, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. 
Go where? Go tell your friends. Go tell your family. Go tell those that need a healing touch what Jesus has done. Go to them. That's your world. Tell them what Christ can do. And in John chapter 8, verse 11, there was that woman taken in adultery. It says, and Jesus said unto him, unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Go back to your friends, your relatives. Go and tell them that Christ has forgiven me, that Christ has given me victory, that Christ has changed my life. Preach the gospel to them. The Great Commission gives us a purpose. We go back to school. We go back to work. We go to a lost world. We go to the city around us. We go wherever we go and we live for Christ, a life that preaches Jesus. We have a purpose given by the Lord himself to you and to me to preach Christ and to preach Christ crucified. It's also the word of the Lord that gives us power to fulfill this commission. He gives us a purpose. He gives us power. The woman that said by where Jesus said to her, go and sin no more. We have that same power to go in a sinful world and live a life where we no longer continue in sin, daily repenting, know we have victory. The Lord gives us power to have a testimony for him. And if we want to talk about power, we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You want power to say the right thing, to go to the right place, to witness for Jesus. We want to be filled with the mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit. We want to reach a lost world, your world. And finally, we need to pray to fulfill this commission. We want to pray that God would put that right conversation in our path. We want to pray that God would have us run into that individual that isn't going to hear about the Lord otherwise. Our prayer, Lord, give me the words to say. Lord, I want to talk to somebody about Christ today. Lord, who should I invite to church? You might get rejected, but our job is to fulfill God's commission. The commission that Jesus gave us, we must pray. And that's why we have an opportunity in these altars here in these services. It's to make sure our hearts are right with him. And then it's to position ourselves to go out into all the world, the world that's around us. Your world is different than my world. And Christ wants you to speak for him. He commissioned us to do that. He commanded us to do that. He gave us a purpose. He gives us the power. We must pray. The Lord says, go. Do you know the Lord tonight? You must first experience him in your life in order to tell others about him. I remember growing up and I could tell somebody about the Lord before I was saved, but you need to experience it. We're talking about living a testimony for Christ. We've heard many, many times preach Jesus and if necessary, use words. That's the way we want to live our lives for Christ. We have an opportunity tonight to search our hearts, find out where we are. If you really want to be a witness for Christ, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God will save you. He will take you into the holy place. He will sanctify you. He'll take you to the holy of holies and fill you with the mighty power of the Holy Ghost. Give you that unction from on high to say a word for Christ, to invite others to church that we might have as many as possible make heaven. That's our commission. Come out and pray tonight. God will answer your prayer. There's victory in Jesus.